Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Empowering Family Caregivers show on Blog Talk Radio. I'm Susan Bida. I'm the co-founder of eCareDiary.com and your host for today's show. I am very excited to bring to you uh, a very special guest. Terry Corcoran, who is on the board of directors of the Wealth Spouse Association. I've heard about the Wealth Spouse Association for quite a bit now, and I'm so pleased to finally get to meet Terry and, and learn more about it. She'll be talking us, to us about the challenges of spousal caregiving. And for those of you who are not aware of, of the Wealth Spouse Association, it's a group that offers support and resources resources for spousal caregivers. Uh, She herself is a full-time caregiver to her husband's, and she's been so since 2004, and she serves as the association's public relations chairperson and the editor of their newsletter, newsletter Mainstay. Uh, if I haven't said this before, she is on. She serves as uh, a member of the board of directors for the Wealth Spouse Association. Terry, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you so much for having me. So, uh, Terry, I um, it's great to have you on, and uh, I would love for you to share a little bit about the background of Wealth Spouse Association. She and I were just uh, talking about that, and I thought that would be so interesting for our listeners to hear more about um, Wealth Spouse. Well, the organization got its beginnings in 1988 when there was a woman who wrote a book called Mainstay uh, for the spousal caregiver. She had a husband who had multiple sclerosis, and she was taking care of him, raising children at the same time, and, of course, it was very difficult. So she wrote a whole book about it, and um, at the end of the book, she asked if there was anybody else out there reading this book who was also a spousal caregiver to please contact her because she just was in so in need of having the support of others who were going through the same difficult situation. And in those days, there was no Internet, so everything was by snail mail. Well, she did get several letters from other people, and a a group of them met someplace in Pennsylvania. It might have been outside Philadelphia um, shortly thereafter, and they started the Well Spouse Association. And over the years, it has grown and grown, and now we have about, oh, I think a 1,000 supporting members who pay a small membership every year, and then there's uh, hundreds of others who use our online forum. We are allowed to use that for about a year, and then you can become a member if if you decide. Um, So that's how it got started. It was really pretty amazing how she did this, and we're just all so grateful to her for doing this. Yes, and uh, and and for an organization, I mean, I, I was just mentioning that um, this has been around since the late '80s, and uh, so you're a very well-established group of uh, spousal caregivers. And I think it's it's important for those out there listening to understand. Uh, maybe some who are listening are now are are not necessarily spousal caregivers, but they might know people who are going through. Uh, uh, an Ill, uh, you know, uh, a spouse who is suffering from a very uh, severe long-term illness. Uh, tell us what's unique about caregiving for a spouse. Well, um, I think it's probably the most difficult person to care for because your spouse is your most intimate relationship. Um, it, marriage is supposed to be about sharing. It's about 
balance. It's about a partnership, two people kind of nurturing each other, growing together, enjoying each other. Um, and then when somebody gets chronically ill, that whole balance is out of whack. Even in a, in a normal marriage with two healthy people, you know, marriages seem to have other problems keeping that correct balance that keeps the marriage healthy and happy. But when somebody gets sick and one spouse becomes more of a nurse than a husband or a wife, the, the, depending on the severity of the illness and how much caregiving is involved, it's just it just throws the whole balance out of whack. My own case is very extreme. My husband has a neurodegenerative illness, and he's mentally and physically totally disabled and has been to some extent for our entire 15-year marriage. Um, he's needed everything done for him for the past 10 years out of the 15. And so for me, it's a complete lack of balance. Everything is on me. So, you know, and then I've got the devastation of losing that relationship with my husband who doesn't even talk. So, you know, from one extreme, you know, it doesn't have to be that extreme, but whatever it is, an illness will upset that very delicate balance. And that person who is supposed to be closest to you is not, totally available to you anymore. My goodness, Terry, I, I am so sorry to hear that about your husband. And um, um, my goodness, it does sound like a, an extreme circumstance, but uh, I'm sure not um, not unheard of uh, for other uh, spousal right. caregivers who might be listening. Right. I mean, they um, it's what it sounds like. It's, uh, you, said it's, you said it's a neurodegenerative uh, disease. Is it uh, similar to dementia or has it been diagnosed? Yeah, yeah, it's a genetic condition um, called Fragile X Tremor Ataxia Syndrome. And, yeah, it mm-hmm. does definitely involve dementia. In fact, he started suffering from dementia even before we were married, which I didn't realize. And it, it took five years for the illness to be diagnosed because they hadn't even identified it until a few mm-hmm. years after he began having symptoms, and then it took more years to get a doctor that diagnosed it. And um, so definitely is dementia, like the whole frontal lobe is gone, so there's no speech, there's no emotion. And uh, years ago, you know, he would be exhibiting funny behaviors like apathy, and when we first got married, I didn't know what happened. He got very apathetic, and it, it was a struggle because I had no idea that he actually had something organically going wrong in his brain. I thought he didn't care about me. Wow. So. So wow. definitely a lot of dementia and a lot of uh, and movement because his his mind can't control his body. He has no coordination or balance. My so goodness, it's, it's everything. Uh, how tragic! I um, I'm very sorry to hear about it, but uh, it sounds like um, and you know what's so interesting about the way you describe the caring for a spouse being so different than caring, I would imagine, for a parent or a child or another family member is of course, that there is that balance when you're married, but then when your spouse is uh, suffering from a long-term degenerative illness, so that that balance is completely out of whack, as you said. Um, Right. So so talk a little bit more about that because, you know, we uh, here at Eat Care Diary, we, we do meet a lot of caregivers who are caring for a parent, and we do meet spousal caregivers but so let's say we have a caregiver who's caring for an ill parent and then suddenly their own spouse becomes ill. Um, talk about that difference of caring for, an, uh, you know, how is it caring for an ill parent or child different from spousal caregiving? 
Um, well, I mean, they're all difficult, and this is not to minimize certainly caring for a parent or a child because it's all very sad and very difficult, but it's just it's just a different kind of set of problems. You don't have that intimate relationship that you do with a spouse, but of course, you know, you have your unique relation with your parents, too. Some people have difficult relationships with their parents, and certainly it's never, you know, easy to have an ill child. Um, so it's all difficult. It's just kind of different just because your relationship with that person is different. Um, there are people who are spousal caregivers who are also caring for uh, children with problems or ill parents, and that's really extreme, too. Right. Now, just, I imagine, yeah. Now, um, I imagine, so when you're in a relationship with your spouse, uh, there's a lot of giving and taking, and, and I imagine that, that balance being sort of basically, um, you know, out of being out of whack, the, you know, there are certain uh, needs that a spouse has, be it uh, financial, emotional, physical, talk about that with with us because I I imagine you must uh, be able to speak from personal experience but um, what what are spouses experiencing when they are caring for someone who can't even communicate or provide that feedback that you know that that a spouse would normally be able to do yeah well you know again depending on the severity of the illness it's just I mean the well spouse is just responsible for everything. Not only are you responsible for trying to keep yourself in decent shape, um, you're caring for the ill spouse, for their needs, for all their medical issues, then you have to take care of everything that both of your lives involve, like the finances and the house repairs and the cars, and it's just everything. Um, And again, in my case, it's extreme, so every single thing is on me. Physically, it is extremely difficult because I need to I do have help. I have home health aides now for 10 hours a day just because I can't even, I can't get my husband out of bed by myself. So they help with those things. But it's still, I do a lot of hands-on caregiving. I puree all of his food. Um, And then just taking care of the house and everything else, it's just physically very demanding. Um, All the shopping, all the laundry, all the medical things that you have to run around and get. Um, financially, it's it's horrible because I can't work because I have to take care of him full time, and there is no income coming in. So we're spending down our savings to pay for the home health aids, which is out of pocket unless you have long-term care insurance, which my husband does not. So we're fortunate that he has savings that we are spending down for the help and also to live on. Um, a lot of people don't have resources and they need to count on Medicaid, which is it's not very much help and it's a very exhaustive process just applying for it. So that's mm-hmm. very difficult for them. Um, and then, of course, emotionally is completely devastating when your partner can't talk to you, can't do anything. Um, for people who have ill spouses who can talk and communicate, that can be horrible too because a lot of times the ill spouse will be uh, resentful, will be angry, will be frustrated. Um, they sure. can be very abusive toward the well spouse. So being able to communicate isn't always a good thing either. So, yeah, emotionally it's just, it's very, very, very difficult. 
Oh, without question. And and so it seems to me that spousal caregivers would for sure be very at risk for caregiver fatigue, if not, you know, other types of of symptoms or or illnesses because of uh, just the sheer stress of having to carry the weight of it all. Oh, yeah. There are, I mean, I've known of some over the years who have, you know, taken their own lives. Um, some of them I've known of two cases where the caregiver just died of a heart attack, you know, out of the blue, just from all the stress. And um, mm-hmm. there was a study recently done by AARP and the United Hospital Fund, and they did a study on all different kinds of family caregivers, and they found that it's the spousal caregivers that have the hardest time because for some reason they get less help from other family members than other types of caregivers. They mostly shoulder it alone, and so they decided that it was harder on them. Wow. So tell us about the Wealth Spouse Association and how has the Wealth Spouse Association, and for our audience out there, um, Wealth Spouse has a website, and it's wealthspouse.org. Well, spouse being one word. dot org. Um, tell us how it uh, how it helps how it helps you and how it can help others. Oh, it's a complete lifesaver for those of us who find it. Um, I was so thrilled. Somebody told me about it, and um, I immediately called up. and We have a local support group here. Um, it, it's just amazing. Um, there are. There are face-to-face support groups and in any part of the country where somebody has started a group. So in many states there are groups, and that's listed on the website where these groups are. Um, There is an online forum for people who don't have a group near them where 24 hours a day you can just go on there and just post anything. First you, you sign up with the administrator because it is a secure forum. You have to be a well spouse to use it. So it's it's completely private, and you can just get on there and vent and just talk about whatever, and and we do, and it's a wonderful outlet because nobody is judgmental, everybody's understanding, everybody's supportive, and everybody is just so glad that we have each other because even though everybody's spouse might have a different illness, these are all long-term chronic illnesses that are not going to get better and that have totally impacted our marriages and our lives. And um, it's a wonderful group. There are so many resources. They have, they give respite weekends, uh, I think once a month in different places. If people can get away, they can just go, you know, be with other well spouses and just relax and talk. Or um, they have a national conference every October where they have a weekend of workshops and social events. This year it's going to be in Mystic, Connecticut. And that's always mm-hmm. a wonderfully a wonderful event, and well spouses are just so, they're so friendly. It's so easy for somebody to come into the group as a new person because people will just welcome you with open arms, and you just all have this this common bond immediately. So uh, when I went to my first meeting in 2005 here in Northern Virginia, I just felt at home immediately. I was so glad to find that other people were living the kind of life I was, not that I wish it on anybody else, but you know that there's others out there like you, and and it's just so helpful to find them because nobody else will understand you like another spousal caregiver. Sure, sure. And I'm on the site now, and I see that there are all sorts of 
different types of support groups. I see that you have physical support groups around the country. You have um, phone support groups, is that correct? Yes, yeah, we have, we've re- recently started a bunch of telephone support groups for different, they meet once a month. We have a group for regular well spouses, and then there's one for former well spouses. Um, if somebody's spouse has died, we still have a group of what we call former well spouses, and they stay, they're still there for supporting each other after death. And so that's a wonderful resource. Also, we have a, a group just for younger spousal caregivers because there are quite a few of them in their, you know, 30s and 40s, and they have their own particular problems, usually with small children. And um, I think there's one starting up in July that's going to be more of a spiritual-type uh, group, and these are all held on the phone, so you can access them wherever you are. It's and, a conference uh, I'm line. Just... Great. Um, I'm curious, so uh, many of the spousal caregivers who uh, come to these support groups or participate in phone groups, um, what what types of, uh, I guess, um, long-term illnesses are their their own spouses uh, dealing with? Are are they mostly, uh, do you find that it's one type of particular disease or does it really range quite drastically? Yeah, it's really everything. It's the full range. You've got all your neurodegenerative illnesses like, you know, MS and Parkinson's and, oh, just a lot of them that you've never even heard of. Uh, then there's all the um, the diabetes and heart-related illnesses that, that are very horrible because there are just so many things involved with, with those kinds of illnesses. And uh, there's there's mental illness. Um, spouses with severe depression or other issues. Uh, and we also welcome the military caregivers with the spouses that have PTSD and, you know, lots of mental issues. So um, it's, it's just everything. There are people that have chronic pain, and because of that they can't function normally. So it's really mm-hmm. everything. So... Um, t- Tell us, uh, I guess, I don't know if, I mean, I I certainly wouldn't want you to share any, um, you know, uh, names or anything like that, but um, have you, are there some good outcomes uh, from from spousal caregiving or like some positive aspects uh, that you've heard of or seen um, come out of it? Because it sounds like a very very tough experience and emotionally very draining experience, uh, if not financial and physical as well. Um, what are some positive things that can come out of uh, spousal caregiving and, and working with well spouse? Well, uh, certainly with working with well spouse, I think you just meet the nicest people in the world. You know, I mean, you really make some wonderful friendships because you become friends on a very deep level because you have so much to share, and we really do depend on each other to hold each other up. Um, and then personally, I mean, there can be personal growth. Myself, I, I've grown tremendously. It's been painful, but I have done tremendous growth. Um, I've done a lot of writing. I have um, developed a faith in God that I never had, all because of this illness. So I know that I am a better, stronger person. Um, so you just, sometimes you have to just kind of get out of this normal world and, and get out of the material to find to find positives because <laughs> it's just not because it is it is rough um, and you have to search and search 
for those more positive spiritual aspects. Um, I know I have the satisfaction of giving my husband good care because were it not for me, he would have um, probably died in a nursing home many years ago. Um, and so I have the satisfaction of knowing that he is He's as content as can be. He's pain-free. He's comfortable in his own home. He has no responsibility. And, you know, his, his general health has, has been maintained pretty well, aside from a non-functioning brain. So you just kind of try to find some satisfaction where you can. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I want to thank you so much for uh, sharing your own personal experience and also information about wealth spouse. Dot org. Uh, I want to repeat the website again for those of you listening or if you know of a spouse who could really benefit from the support of other spousal caregivers. It's wellspouse.org, W-E-L-L-S-P-O-U-S-E.org. Um, Terry, thank you so much for joining us today and, and spending time with us. Uh, I want to thank our audience very much for tuning in and invite you to join us every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the Empowering Family Caregiver Show where we speak with a variety of experts uh, such as Terry who uh, are either um, run organizations such as hers or um, have uh, written about uh, uh, experiences related to caregiving and elder care uh, or long-term illness. So thank you very much, uh, Terry. It was such a pleasure to meet you. And we'd love to have you back again and, and keep us posted on anything new that's going on with WellSpouse. Sure. Thank you so much. All right. Take care and have a good afternoon, everyone. Bye-bye.